Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I've got a fantastic show for you with Samantha Harris. Now, many of you probably know her from Dancing with the Stars. She was one of the co-hosts. She's also been on Entertainment Tonight. But her latest chapter is one that is very near and dear to my heart, Your Healthiest Healthy. Her new book that just came out talks about her journey of battling breast cancer. And, you know, it's this concept I talk about on the show all the time about how we take care of our chi and what we do to care for it. Really being mindful of the products that we use, the things that we consume, and just our overall lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, it ultimately affects us. And why do I know this? Because Samantha and I have something in common. We both got diagnosed with cancer, which is, in my case and her case, a very rare occurrence. I didn't have any family history. And so same thing with her. She was completely shocked. And here she was in her 40s and gets a diagnosis that, you know, if you have not had it, it literally, you go into the doctor's office and when you leave, you are a totally different person. You leave that office as if your entire world has flashed before you and you realize, you know what? I got shit to do. I got to get going. And, you know, I I do think that some people take the, the diagnosis at face value and they'll take that diagnosis and say, oh gosh, I'm going to, you know, I got to do the protocol. I got to trust the white coat. I've got to do everything that I'm told to do. But if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know, just in the last year alone for me, between my root canal, my supposed root canal, and also with the diagnosis of Harley, who was going to be dead in 45 days, and FYI, now has uh, four pounds on him and doing quite well, is that you can't always trust the white coat. You can't always trust the diagnosis because you have the power to change your circumstances. You have the power to turn things around, but it is a choice. You have to choose. And so that's what I loved about Samantha's story. I love what she's doing. I love what she's stepping into because she is literally taking life by the horns and turning her story around. And she's teaching all of you how you can do the same. And I love this because I think so many of us have been conditioned to believe that we are not in control when in fact, if we have the right tools, we can be empowered, we can persevere, and we can thrive rather than just survive. And so today you're going to hear about Samantha's story, about her diagnosis, and what she did to really turn things around for herself. And how she is really stepping into this new chapter, really helping as many people as she possibly can, not only with her book, but she also has this fantastic uh, group where she literally talks about in the show today where she knows each individual member and like it has, she has literally built a tribe, which just makes my heart sing. Um, 
I also want to mention before we dive into the show today, do not forget I have a fantastic new workshop up with astrologer Sharita Starr. We're talking about the energy over summer and how to prepare for that. We've got Mercury going retrograde in Gemini, which is a very, very fast sign and it's a fast planet. And Mercury is... um, the it's at home with uh, Gemini, but it means that things are going to be accelerated and you're going to be thinking very fast. Things are going to be moving very fast and you can lose judgment and discernment. So we talk about that in the workshop and how to slow that pace down, how to really take that time to cultivate your chi and really make the best and navigate it with grace. You can find that on my website, the homepage at the very top. You can just click on the button and learn more about it and purchase there. And I just want to mention, we had some technical difficulties while recording this show. We had a couple of uh, sections that kind of dropped out, and the internet was very, very wonky. So I still think it turned out to be a fantastic interview, but it gets a little blotchy. Just, you know, go with the flow with us. (laughs) Alrighty, are you ready to dive in with Samantha? Hell yeah, let's do this. Hey, Samantha, welcome to the show. Hello, Amanda. I am. I'm so happy to be with you because I just I love all the information and knowledge that you share with people. So I'm just going to sit here and soak it all up. (laughs) Well, it's your soapbox. We're here for you today. And uh, (laughs) we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. So hopefully this sucker is going to behave now. But Samantha and I were talking before the show. And I was sharing with her my story of Harley, which uh, the audience members know about and also my root canal, which you all know about. So I think today's going to be an exciting show because Samantha and I have a lot in common and we're crusaders for teaching not only for ourselves crusading for our own health, but also teaching others about crusading for their health. And one of the things I was really curious about is, you know, I always, I, I like look at my life pre C word and life <laughs> after C word. And so let's, I just want to get a little bit of background on Samantha pre C word, you know, you, you are in television and I'm curious, you know, when you were a kid, was that really what you saw for yourself? Like, did you have this big dream of being on television and, and ending up on ABC or how did all that happen for you? In every way possible. I mean, I don't think I, I necessarily thought that ABC or, or all the other shows, you know, Entertainment Tonight, we shot on the CBS lot, but it aired on different stations around the country. I mean, I was I was a kid who grew up, I grew up in Minneapolis, and uh, for a Minnesota kid, I had a very unique entertainment-based upbringing. My dad produced all the rock concerts practically that came to town. And then my parents together created one of the country's first Renaissance festivals called King Richard's Fair. It bared my dad's name, Richard. And we they had one in Chicago, eventually one in Massachusetts. Still to this day, my, we lost my dad to colon cancer when he was just 50. And that was 24 some years ago. Um, and he, my mom and sister have continued to run it. And my mom ran alongside my dad and now my sister alongside my mom um, for all these years since. And that's in Massachusetts. And so I really, there was not a chance that performing wasn't in my future. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. That's awesome. Sorry to hear about your dad, man. Thanks. That sucks. Me too. Yeah, it was um, harsh. But I have friends. I have a lot of friends that are in TV and in the film industry. And, and, you know, it's this crazy lifestyle. It's extremely demanding. It's very overcritical, especially for women. And, (laughs) you know, tell us about the decade of your thirties, you know, you're working out, you do, uh, you're living this lifestyle that you think is right. 
and you think you're doing all the right things. And then suddenly you hit the big four O and you get news that you thought you would never get. So what were you doing in that decade? And then what was the news that you got? Well, in, you know, in my thirties, I thought I was more fit and healthier than I had ever been. I worked out regularly. I mean, my early days while I was juggling 17 jobs to pay my rent while I was auditioning, uh, group fitness classes was, was just one of the things I taught as, as many of the other jobs, um, were not in that space. So, um, you know, and I thought I was eating everything that was low fat and fat free and cheeseless and skinless, boneless, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I thought I was doing the right stuff. And I had so much animal protein because I wanted to look just sculpted. And so every meal was either, you know, breakfast of eggs or yogurt, lunches and dinners of poultry, not red meat, ate more than my fair share of the cow growing up in Minnesota. So I, I gave that up, not even consciously um, when I moved out to LA, but between fish and poultry for pretty much every uh, lunch and dinner. And here I thought I was doing all the right things and for all the right reasons. And then uh, I had a three-year-old and six-year-old at the time when I turned 40, um, an amazing husband and an incredible career top of my game, hosting Dancing with the Stars for eight seasons, Entertainment Tonight for many, many years, and, you know, live Oscar pre-show red carpet with Regis, uh, correspondent for Good Morning America, juggling on hiatus on top of my TV show duties, doing uh, a stint on Broadway, um, star. you how that news is when you get a cancer diagnosis. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that you don't expect and it's extremely challenging when you get those words and you hear them. Um, you know, you think you're doing all the right things and, and you're, you're nailing it, you know, in your mind, you're, you're doing all the right things. What were some of the things that went through your head when you did get that diagnosis? Like, what were some of the feelings and emotions that you were like, what, what was going on in your head? Well, first of all, that it just couldn't be real on the one hand. I, I had had a clear mammogram and 11 days later while I was changing after a workout, you know how the sports bras, I hopefully you have a, a strong female audience here who can relate. Um, you know how the sports bras, they just, they really keep you held in so tightly. So when you take that sports bra off, you know, it's a little massage to the right, massage to the left, you know, it's kind of, you move those babies around. And as I was doing that, I thought, well, this is strange. There's a lump here. And that lump definitely was not there yesterday. Or so I thought I had obviously missed it. Um, but 11 days earlier, it had a clear mammogram. So I wasn't concerned Went to see my OBGYN. She did a quick clinical exam, felt around, and eh, this is what 40 looks like. It's probably glandular, sent me on my way. La -da -da. And I'm just enjoying my life, my busy career, my two little girls. And a month later, the lump was still there. And again, not cancer. So I went to see my internist, said the same thing. It's nothing. Said, we'll keep an eye on it if you're concerned. Sent me on my way. Think He's probably thinking, that crazy lady, what's she doing? You know. Um, and then, Amanda, four months later, the lump was still there. And this is when the, the gut intuition that was screaming, my inner voice was screaming at me at this point saying, you have to get this checked out. A simple physical exam 
isn't going to tell us what's truly happening inside. And if you're going to live with this quote, nothing lump for the rest of your life, let's make sure it's really nothing. And so that's when I finally found my way to someone. I said, well, let's go to someone who looks at breasts every day, a specialist. And that's what that specialty is. Not honestly, for one second, realizing the only specialty that looks at breasts every day is an oncologist, but I did not realize that until I walked into the appointment and saw breast center, cancer center on the door. And I thought, well, that's weird. I don't have cancer. What am I doing here? (laughs) Um, Well, obviously we know how that story ended up. So, you know, it was really a shock as I got those words to get back to your question about that I had cancer, but also because I lost my dad when he was just 50 to colon cancer. And I'm grateful that my parents, you know, it was a different generation. They had us when they were in their early twenties, I got to graduate college and he saw me and then passed to graduate and saw me, uh, you know, been passed two months later. So I got to have my entire childhood with my dad still way too short, still never got to meet my husband. Didn't get to walk me down the aisle. Didn't get to meet my, my kids, but I, I got to develop into a, an adult human being with the presence of my dad. My girls were three and six. So my first thought was, hell no, that's not happening. I am walking my girls down the aisle at their weddings. I am going to know my grandchildren. And so that was really more the overarching. It wasn't so much the worrying about myself as much as worrying about, I can't be there with, not, I can't miss my kids growing up and I can't not be there for them. Like my dad isn't there for my sister and me anymore. Yeah. And I, I, I think that the, the key thing to drive home here, and I say this on the show all the time is take your health in your own hands and, you know, get a second, third, fifth, 20th opinion and, and, you know, trust your gut. Like you said, like you, you just, you get to a point where you're like, eh, something ain't right here. Like, you know, you have all these specialists that are telling you everything is fine. And and you almost have to wonder, like, if your intuition didn't put your ass, you know, to push and to get the the right answer, you know, where that could have led you and how many women are out there that are getting that clean bill of health and taking it at face value, you know, and, and it, it just proves like, take your health in your own hands and get a second opinion, make sure that, you know, it really trusts what you're feeling about your own body, because really only, you know, how you feel and how you feel about the diagnosis. Exactly. And, you know, I think the, the biggest change, and I know you and I are talking about this off air about how one of the biggest impacts cancer had for us was that turning point of becoming our own best health advocate of questioning the people in the white coats, not to say that there aren't fabulous Western medicine doctors out there. And look, thank goodness that the woman, the female oncologist who uh, performed the lumpectomy on me that eventually found my cancer, had she not been an expert in her field who listened to her own gut while she was in the OR with me, because we were going in thinking that it was ductal carcinoma in situ, um, just cancer cells that are thankfully not smart enough to get outside the duct. You take out those cells and just a small little, you know, lumpectomy and you're good to go. Cancer is totally out of your body. Well, she saw on the, on the border, there was something that she thought was healthy tissue, but something in her gut said, I have to take a sample of it. Thank goodness she did, because when she did, it was that sample that actually turned out to be the invasive cancer that then led us down the road to realize I needed further surgeries and ended up having a double mastectomy with two-stage reconstruction. Um, so, you know, and we found that it actually was more advanced than we thought. It went to a lymph node. So, right, so I, on the one hand, I, I wanna make sure very clearly that 
people do see their Western medicine doctors. But when something's not right and you have that ability to pursue further, see someone who is, whether it's a naturopath or, um, you know, someone I know for you, it was biological dentist, someone who has an integrative internist or specialist, functional medicine doctors, right? There are so many wonderful options out there that go to more treating the root cause rather than just the symptom. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not the popular way right now. I think it's going to go that way because, you know, the, the popular way right now is the profitable way. So we're getting away from that because we're teaching people to fight. But I think what's really exciting is that, you know, um, and I'm sure you could agree with this, that, you know, you, you think your thirties are going to be the best, right? Like you're killing it. You're doing all the right things. You're in your best health. You look the best that, you know, uh, you think you ever have. And like, um, you're finally really starting to, to feel comfortable in your own skin. And I think that one of the experiences for me when I uh, was diagnosed with cancer is it not only told me to put, you know, my health in my own hands, but I treat my body as a temple now. And I, you know, everything that I consume is no longer, you know, this haphazard thing where I'm just shoving shit in my mouth for the sake of like a Cheeto or something. Like I'm really thinking about like my overall health and, you know, you're now in your late forties, you've got the big five Oh, I mean, it's just peeking around the corner. I mean, it's not far away. Thanks for that reminder. No, just kidding. I I would be very happy to get to 50 and well beyond. I'm hoping I have another 50 ahead of me, you know? Right. And that's the thing is that, you know, my question to you is, is I would say that you're healthier now than you've ever been and you look fabulous. So what has the forties taught you up to this point? You know, how has this decade for health and wellness been, you know, different from the last decade? Well, you know, so because I had cancer at 40, because my dad had cancer, I had the battery of genetic tests done. And I'm a national ambassador for Susan G. Komen. And what I have learned from being part of this incredible foundation is that actually only five to 10% of breast cancers are hereditary. Yet one in eight women will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. So what the heck is going on this, right? The math just doesn't work. So the journalist in me said, okay, I need to dig deeper. And I dove very deeply into as much research as I could find. And I determined it really is what you put in on and around your body. And I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but what you put in on and around your body that affects your overall well-being, that turns on or off dormant cancer cells in your body, that uh, you know, whether it's type 2 diabetes, uh, heart disease, or certain cancers, we as consumers have so much more control than we give ourselves credit for. And so where my changes came were, okay, here I was eating boxes of low-fat cookies because I was afraid of fat. I'll be honest. It was the F word to me. I thought that fat was the devil. And since I flipped my my whole way of eating around, which basically meant flipping my plate, right? Growing up in Minnesota, meat front and center, just being an American citizen, that's what we're used to, right? We have that big slab of meat, whether it's red meat, poultry, whatever it is, fish, and then a little side of veggies and a little side of starch and so on. And so this idea of flipping your plate so that it's half full of veggies at every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner was one of the biggest pivoting points to my nutritional health and well-being, and then starting to add in healthy fats, avocados, nuts, seeds, limited amounts of extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil. What I found was my energy 
and I was already an energetic person, but it soared through the roof. I no longer got that 3 p.m. lull. I was no longer falling asleep at 8 p.m. when I was tucking my girls in bed. I could go from you know 7 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. with full energy, and so that was the biggest immediate change. I also found that it whittled, whittled my waistline, even though I wasn't looking too thin out. I felt like I was at a healthy weight, but it leaned me to a place where my body said, this is actually where I've been wanting to be, Samantha. Thank you for finally listening and allowing me to be in this place. Um, I'm stronger than I've ever been. I'm more energetic and vibrant than I ever been. And um, all of this also another big portion of you just asked, you know, what other changes? Well, I sat my entire career in a makeup chair being shellacked with God knows what kind of chemical bombs of harmful toxins, carcinogens, endocrine disruptors. So I overhauled in slow, small, one by one, you know, first maybe my foundation, well, first actually it was my deodorant, then my foundation, right? Little by little overhauling my makeup routine, my personal care products, my period routine products, and switching away from all of the harmful ingredients, oftentimes that aren't even disclosed. Um, and then all of those switches also helped with the brain fog. It helped with better sleep. Uh, and then of course it reduces the chances of recur risk of recurrence and other types of chronic diseases. Um, and there wasn't really one guide for us to figure out how to do all this. And so after I researched and put it all together for myself to live, you know, I thought I was living healthy, a uh, healthy life. And I wanted to, I realized I needed to live my my healthiest healthy life. And so I wrote a book called Your Healthiest Healthy. And it's really a comprehensive action plan to do just that and take control of your life um, from you know what's on your plate to what's in your products to the toxic relationships that are increasing high cortisol levels in your in your bloodstream to lead to inflammation that leads to chronic diseases. Uh, I talk about how to make sure you have the right doc squad, what kinds of questions to ask before, during, and after a diagnosis or a health crisis, um, and then how to get your mindset right, your, your resiliency, building a positive support network, and have positive uh, a positive mindset overall. Yeah, I was so stoked when, so Samantha and I are in an online group and a, in a, a, a health group. It's called Mindshare. It's a exclusive group. That's kind of like a, a health club of sorts. They, we have an annual conference and, um, we have this fantastic online group and, and she, uh, popped in there, uh, several weeks ago. And, um, I saw the announcement about your book and I was like, Oh my God, I have to get her on the podcast to talk about this because I'm a huge crusader now for trying to get people to be empowered about their health and, and knowing that the things that they hear are not their truth, you know, to, to seek deeper and to go deeper. And, um, I love this concept because I think that what your book um, is really giving to people is a starting point because it can be very overwhelming. I think that for the younger generation, um, they're so inquisitive and it's automatic for them to ask questions. But unfortunately, the older gen generations, we've been kind of conditioned to take everything that we hear at face value and like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to die. Like, right, wah, right, wah. Right, <laughs> you know, like, right. and it, it's like, oh, wait, no. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to, like I can fight for this. And so I love that you've put together, um, a manual of sorts of steps to help people understand, like, 
like you said, you don't have to do it all in one damn day. Like you don't have to knock out your entire lifestyle, like do it one thing at a time, which that's exactly what I did. I mean, I've been doing it for the last 15 years now. Like I've been slowly, I still make changes and I'm still, you know, even like my home cleaning routines and like, I'm, I learn things every day. And I think that, that you kind of, in the beginning, you feel like you're kind of failing forward, but Hey, it's forward, right? Like <laughs> you're doing yeah, things. Like I, I always say two, two steps forward, one step back, but as long as you're making pr- progress. It's progress over perfection. And that I think is something that we have to remember. We have to give ourselves the grace and the permission to know that change in order for it to be sustainable and long, you know, that long lasting for longevity sake, it has to be slow and methodical. Otherwise it won't last and you'll be right back where you started. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'm curious, you know, what would be some of your health tips you'd recommend to uh, this audience that I have is predominantly women. It's like 87% women that listen to the show. And I'm curious, what are some of Samantha Harris's favorite health tips that, you know, you've now learned after this C diagnosis that you implement daily and that you love and that you think everybody should be doing? Well, first, the first one is something I already mentioned, which is fill your plate half full of veggies at every meal. And hey, you don't have to start three meals a day, 21 meals a week tomorrow. You can start with one meal. And, And what I encourage you to do is when you sit down to a meal or you're preparing it, just ask yourself this one question. How can I get more veggies into this meal? Because veggies are packed not only with obviously so many vitamins and minerals, the phytonutrients. They are full of cancer fighters and heart builders and brain boosters. Um, And so really understanding that the more veggies we have, the other great thing about veggies is they are full of fiber. And one thing that we lack, especially as women in America is fiber. The USDA recommends about 12, 20, sorry, about 25 grams of fiber for women per day. And the average American woman actually only gets 12 grams of fiber per day. But here is the catch and the crazier part. We actually, for optimal health, truly need closer to 30 to 35 grams per day. And you might be sitting there going, oh my God, okay, Samantha, right, yeah, 35 grams. How the heck am I supposed to get 35 grams of fiber into my diet? I promise you it is easy. Look, if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Samantha Harris TV, I have lots of lots of easy tips of how to do that. One way I do it is starting my day with a smoothie. Um, I have my greens in there. I have chia and flax seed, which, you know, flax is great as a breast cancer protective uh, protector, but also for the men in your life, prostate cancer um, protector, uh, the, the chia and flax, and then the berries and the greens just there. And I have a ton of other stuff in there, chia, matcha, uh, sorry, um, ginger, matcha, bee pollen. Um, but just there, you already have top loaded your day with a ton of fiber. So that's not tip number one, fill your plate half full of veggies at every meal. Tip number two is to overhaul your makeup and reduce the toxins in it. Starting with your foundation, it's covering the most amount of skin on your face, obviously. So an easy way to do that. And if you don't want to have to sit there and, and go ingredient by ingredient, and then log into environmental working group, which is ewg.org. The environmental working group is a fantastic resource for figuring out toxins, whether they're in the pesticides on your produce or in your makeup or in your cleaning products. Um, you can go ingredient by ingredient in their skin deep database, or 
You can also go to some wonderful online retailers that have done all the research already and they only allow clean beauty lines into their products that they sell. Um, some of those are uh, Detox Market, Credo Beauty, uh, Folane, F-O-L-L-A-I-N, Folane. Um, those are just a couple of them, I have lots more. Um, and then you can sort of poke around and get some ideas of some clean beauty. When it comes to your period routine, um, men, you can go ahead and close your ears for a moment. Um, <laughs> they, they get so squeamish when we talk know, about it. Right? Isn't it funny? <laughs> no matter how old they are, they don't have to be like teenagers. They, they can be like 50 and they're like, nah, no. um, so when it comes to your period routine, look, the, the traditional big brand tampons and pads are bleached out of white existence. They have adhesives. They have these strong chemicals, wood pulp that has been uh, sprayed with pesticides, cotton that's been sprayed with pesticides. So the easy switch here is just going to 100% organic cotton. Um, it works. There's some really great options out there. Um, if you're daring and you want to try a menstrual cup, go for it. Uh, just be prepared for some practice fails in there. But um, I, I, I recommend it. It's something I would have never thought I would have included in my life. And it is part of my period routine as sort of a, um, you can go 12 hours with them. Um, I usually make sure that I also have a pad uh, just in case, because sometimes you don't angle it right in your cervix. There's a little bit of uh, extra leakage. So, but they can be really wonderful as, as an alternative. Did I go TMI on that one, Amanda? Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, I think we need to start making conversations like this a little bit more uh, mainstream and getting away from the ideal of, you know, it, it is too much information and, oh, we shouldn't go there and we should be quite prudish about certain topics and, and certain discussions. And I think that it's why we're in the state we're in, right? We're not, we need to yes. be having these conversations. Yes, absolutely. I'll give one more tip and I could go on all day, but one more tip, which is just, we don't, we don't stop and sit in the stillness often enough. And it's in that stillness that we are able to hear the whispers of our inner voice. Had I not heard my inner voice, I wouldn't have gone and to pursue a third opinion for the lump I found. Right. So what I recommend, a lot of us get scared away by the word meditation. So I don't want to even put it that word in there, but I want you to think of breathing deeply, breathing often and breathing correctly. And so what that means is maybe taking micro breathing pauses. Because uh, again, don't want to scare you with meditation. But oh, my audience seconds. is all over this. Like they, okay. they, do, they go there, they do that. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well then good. But really it's something that a lot of people don't do enough of. And even if it's 30 seconds to two minutes of a micro meditation and just really deep belly breathing, very important. Um, and then also you know, those positive affirmations and saying I am, or I have rather than I will, or I might, and I'll try. just putting it out. I'll try. I hope to, no, no, no. Whether it's true or not, you state it. I am this, I have that, I have achieved whatever and, and go for it. Um, because that positive mindset is really one of the keys to building resiliency. We all get knocked down from a host of different things. And it's about how we get up and what we turn it into. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I a hundred percent, like when I got my root canal diagnosis, I was like, hell no, I ain't get one. And that I think would, in fact, I came on this show and I told everyone I will not be getting one. I will be fixing this and I will get a result that I want. And I did. <laughs> oh, I love that you did that. That's so great that you said it, you did it, you made it happen. Um, you know, I, I have talked about so much more. So the Your Healthiest Healthy book ended up uh, really spawning and igniting this incredible following. Um, and so I just in January launched a 
membership-based wellness community, a uh, really creative name. I call it your healthiest healthy community. <laughs> um, and I would add, I want to add to your list of things because I read this in your first chapter and it made me laugh, which I love. But um, I also thought that this was very poignant of you to say is to fondle yourself. And I think yes. that not enough women do that because of fear or, you know, they don't want to take the time or, you know, they, they, they look at it in the wrong way. And I thought that was one. I loved the way you put that like, hell yeah, I'm going to fondle myself. <laughs> <laughs> but number two, you know, if you had not done that, you would not have found that lump. So I want to add that to your list. You're right. You're right. And well, you know, we think of, you know, we always hear monthly, you know, first of every month, do your monthly breast exam. I will say being in the shower when you're all soaked up actually helps. It makes it easier as your fingers can slide over your skin. You know, some lumps are right at the surface. Some are a little deeper. So you really have to almost do um, a nice surface uh, three finger circles around the breast and then start to push a little deeper to feel if there's anything even deeper. Obviously the denser your breasts are, the more challenging it can be sometimes to find it. I'm grateful mine was really close to the surface. Um, but you know, yes, knowing your body and the, the, really the extension of fondling yourself is really knowing your body, but in order to know your body, you need to eat right. You need to move daily. We have to move our body. Otherwise our cells are dying off. And, and also it's a message that our body's giving to our brain, which is, oh, I don't actually need that much energy because I'm just sitting here on my car or in front of my computer or on my couch watching Netflix all day. So I actually don't need so much energy. And your body says, oh, okay, wait a second. I am listening to you. Even if you're not listening to yourself, I'm listening to you. I hear you saying that. So guess what? I'm going to give you less energy. And so when you're tired and you drag yourself up and you walk around the block, you go play with your dog, you chase your kids, you maybe you actually get a whole workout in. Whatever it is, your body's now getting the, the better signal of, wait, you do need energy. I got you. I'm going to feed you more energy. I'm going to keep pushing this out. And it really helps build those inner cells and growth. So, you know, growth or decay, it's your choice. Yeah. I always tell everybody on this show to get outside into nature and go hug a tree. So yeah, go out there and, and start molesting some trees. That's like, um, exactly. <laughs> so the new book it, that's coming out, it comes out in September, correct? Is that right? No, the book is, no, the book is already out. The book is oh, already out. So people fantastic. can get it anywhere. Yep. Book can get it, get it anywhere. Barnes and Noble, Amazon. But honestly, if you just Google it, you can probably even get it for less than on Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Um, but, and then also if you go to your healthiesthealthy.com. Uh, Your Healthiest Healthy has the, all the information, not just for my, my private one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm not taking on, on many new clients right now, but it has all the information for my Your Healthiest Healthy community. And so every week, what members get from that is live weekly health coaching with me, live weekly workouts, and a live weekly special curated guest expert. Everything from functional medicine doctors to naturopaths to breathwork experts to vegan chefs to, uh, I mean, the, and then, some, then there's some celebrity. I mean, like my whole career was celebrity interviews. So uh, there's an occasional celebrity that pops in, but only when they have a really great health uh, story to sh share or health tips as well. You need because to have a feng shui practitioner on. Wink, wink. And we have a feng shui <laughs> practitioner on. Exactly. I know we need to get you, I need to get you scheduled. So um, it's, and it's great. And all the topics for the health coaching vary from how to calm your anxiety to how to build a whole foods, plant-based 
uh, diet to how to sleep better. Um, so it really, what, you know, what's intermittent fasting and is it right for me? So really all over, uh, I have a holistic approach to wellness as a certified health coach. And so uh, I really am so excited. Right now we just finished a, a five-day smoothie challenge. Next week we're doing, um, so in addition to the, the three live things every week. I have all these other fun things. We're doing a three by three by three. So every three hours, we're going to walk through or run or jog three miles, three times throughout the day. So, and it was actually inspired. I can't take full, full credit. It was inspired by my husband who did a four by four by 48. So he did four miles every four hours, all through the night for 48 hours. Oh Um, my God. I wanted to make something that was much more accessible and allowed us to get sleep since sleep is very important. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) Wow. Well, I, I love what you're doing. I love this mission. I love the idea of this book, the healthiest healthy. What is, I I know you've got to go, you got to go pick up your kiddo, but uh, (laughs) a final note, what, what is your greatest hope that people will walk away with, with this newfound, you know, like, I feel like there's a reason we all have trauma and tragedy in our life because it catapults us into our greatest purpose. And I realize that you're like this big famous person and you've been on television and you've done all these amazing things, but I feel like you're really starting to step into your purpose. Like this is why you had this experience is because now you're going to gift this amazing information to people and really help them change their lives in much bigger ways what is your greatest hope with this information and, and, you know, this next chapter of your life that you're, you're doing with the healthiest, healthy community and the book. It has, it's ignited something so powerful in me that it's compelled me to want to help others reach their, their healthiest, healthy life. And so, um, so the, your healthiest, healthy community is so much about, and what I want your, your listeners to take away from today is be your own best health advocate, but also more importantly, be an empowered consumer. Don't just read the box and have it say boost immunity or heart healthy and go, Oh, this is good for me. Or it's slapped with even an organic label. And you think it's, unless it's produce, then it is healthy. But if it's, if it's a box packaged good and it says organic, it doesn't mean it is necessarily healthy and good for you. And so the more we can increase our level of knowledge and have that understanding the more we can take control as a consumer and make sure we are truly being our healthiest, healthy selves. I love it. I I love it. And I I love that you're giving people a roadmap because a lot of people don't even get started because they're overwhelmed and they're intimidated and you are literally putting together a roadmap to help them and hold their hand in many ways through the community to make sure that they stay on track and keep them accountable. I love it. Thank you. So it was the healthiest, healthy, your, uh, your, so it's your oh, healthy, even better.com. Yes. Cause it's all about you. It's your healthiest, healthy. How are you going to reach your healthiest, healthy life? And, and that's what I, I hope to be able to help people with so much. I love it. You are so stepping into your greatest purpose right now. I just, I love what you're doing. I love the uh, new book that you have out. I love that, you know, I I know that none of us wants to hear that, you know, having cancer is a gift, but in so many ways, like when I talk to other empowered women who have done something about it, it truly is a gift because now you're empowering others and you're helping others save their life, which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I do feel that it is, it is the pivot of my life that I, that I am just so 
excited and happy to have. And 50 is going to kick ass. Oh, hey, yeah, what? <laughs> well, thank you, Samantha, for saying yes to this. I know you are extremely busy, and I'm just so thankful that you came on today to share all this amazing information with my audience and, and helping them understand that they are empowered and they have the power to change their own health. And now they have a roadmap with your book. Thank you. I'm so glad to be able to share with everyone. And hey, everybody, I look forward to being able to meet you. I'm very hands-on with the members of my Your Healthiest Healthy community. And um, I, I know them all by first name. We hang out. We have Google Meet Hangouts. It's lots of fun. So thanks, Amanda, for allowing me to share with everybody today. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did. It was such a joy to be able to talk with Samantha and just hear about her new chapter and and be sure to check out her book, Your Healthy is Healthy, and also her uh, group that she has put together. She's not only a warrior sharing her own story and successes, but others are doing the same. And so I think it's really great when you're going through a health crisis to have a support system and have people come together. It's really, really empowering and helpful if you're going through a health crisis to have people rally behind you and lift you up. It makes all the difference in the world to have that support system. Don't forget, I do have a fantastic new workshop with Sharita Starr. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to my homepage, gatesinteriordesign.com. It's at the top of the page there. Just click on it to learn more. Or if you'd like to set up a consultation, I have online booking and all kinds of cool stuff. Just go to the website to learn more. And hey, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. It helps people find us. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.